um, leading the church? How how does that work? Um, and we yet we have a big vision to win Worcester and the world. And I know that God spoke to me years ago that Worcester was mine, and that's not an arrogant thing. I don't mean it's just mine. It's just in my heart I carry Worcester. You know, and sadly to hear of, we drove past after going out on the streets, the ambulance that was obviously there, and I stopped as the police car came, and it was Kelly's uncle. I wonder who ever told him about Jesus. I wonder if anybody had. You know, as I reflected, we we didn't speak to him on the streets yesterday morning. I wonder if anybody ever did. Did he ever get the chance to respond to Jesus? I I don't know. I want to give everybody a chance to respond to the gospel. Presented by people that love Jesus to the max. We also wanted a church which was a safe place where people are released to be who God has called them to be. Where they're free to be who they are. Not plugged in by a leader and said, oh, we've got a gap here. We'll plug in and that's where you play. But to see people released into what God has called them to be. That's really different, I think, and challenging. Um, But that's our heart. I think I'm gifted in certain areas. I I know where they are. I know I'm not very gifted in other areas. You know, be assured I'm very aware. I'm not a detailed person. Um, My wife is incredibly detailed. I dream. I'm, um, and that's a strength. And Ruth is also a strength. Um, and, and amongst us, we're all different. How do we release people to be who they are? We've been talking about growing big people in God. Um, sometimes we have to serve in that, and sometimes we're leading. And uh, there's room for everybody, somehow, in God. One of the great gifts to us in most recent times has been Richard. One of the prophetic words on his life is the ability to take, to work with dreamers, and then to go, so how do we work that out amongst us? How do you take the crazy dreams and visions of visionaries in a, in a church and go, well, oh, how does that work? So over the last period of time, and quite a bit of Richard's time has been taken up with me and the team going, yeah, but how does that, how does that work? And so he's going to come and explain how, in effect, our journey in how we want to see more people released. How do we do that? Rather than being a leadership team led by me and Ruth to a team of leaders that are released to grow others. Um, So he's going to explain far better than I will, but just 
so you know what's behind the, the some will go oh i get it some will go that appears really complicated that's okay please know we've journeyed for months in this we're not expecting you to understand it fully just that you understand that we're journeying in this what do you mean some people don't understand it when i've explained it so that's most offensive i didn't <laughs> great pardon pardon speak up don't mutter okay Great, so here we go, Daniel, the build-up slides. Um, Acknowledgements to the amazingly talented Becky Cox for the creation of these animated slides. So this actually started, this conversation started in an away day that we had as an admin team with Liz and Alison and Graham came along, um, trying to just make sense when I was first into the role that I'm doing at the moment to to say, so what is it we're administrating and what is it that people do and how can we release people and how can we uh, enable people to grow. And, you know, there are lots of things, lots of groups, lots of ministries, lots of activities. Actually, when I think about it, for the size of church that we are and the number of people that we've got, there are a huge number of things that we're doing. We do loads of stuff. This is just a, a handful that Becky's picked out to to populate the slide as a flavour, as it were. Um, but, but there they all are. Um, so how do we enable the leaders of those groups, the people's sort of fronting those activities or those ministries, to grow, to be released and to be freed, but also sometimes to be challenged about, you know, what's, what's God really saying and how are you pursuing that through? How does the leadership team, how do we all find time to, to connect with each of these things and help you to grow and help those that are leading to help those that are within the groups and things they're doing also to grow. So one of the big key things, I think, about this is discipleship. We've talked about uh, the way that we disciple others and each other. Uh, and um, really, what I'm about to show you is a way we've looked at the way that we can release discipling through leadership and through others into each other and beyond the walls of the church. Um, so it's a structure, but it's one that we are, uh, feel is right for now to enable discipleship to be kind of broader and deeper and to, and to grow big people. So next slide, please, Daniela. There we are. That's it. What do you think? <laughs> Simples, indeed. Thank you. So, we've pulled the, these, all those, these activities into some groups. And I'm going to just briefly give you the headers one at a time. Don't worry too much if you can't read the bottom bits, but, that, but I will cover the headings. Um, and also, it's not perfect. So, if you're involved with a group and it doesn't appear, please don't get offended, but please do come and tell me. <laughs> um, because we've, we've tried to find a place for everything. Equally, if you see your group in a place that you think, I don't think we belong there, come and talk to us, Okay. Um, so, slow down. It's all right, you can leave them both up, but don't do another one yet. So, worship and media is one, um, and you can see the kind of activities there that, that would fit within that, uh, and that's kind of one grouping of activities. The other is property, and it's tempting to think about that as being, how do we maintain Linda's farm? But actually, it's what is God doing with us property-wise? What about a new building? 
location? Are we in the right place? Do we need somewhere bigger? As well as, how do we keep the gardens tidy? Thank you, Anita. Uh, uh, and Paul and crew that have done that. Uh, uh, how do we maintain Linda's Farm as a building? Um, lots of stuff around there, as well as how we make it look nice inside and welcoming and warm and so on. So the whole property is one grouping. Next is office admin. This is obviously the most fascinating, exciting and life-filled aspect of the, of the church life. Thank you, Alison. Got to big them up, you know. Um, and, uh, yep, finance and, and so on. Um, website's an interesting one because that, that's more media than I've been, isn't it? But on the other hand, it's Liz that kind of sort of does the mechanics of the website. So I think that one's still under discussion as to where it goes. Um, so, um, yep, lots of, lots of admin type stuff. And actually, before you go on the next one, we have been working together as an admin team to, to look at this. And God has, God gave us a couple of pictures. I'm going to go on far too long if I'm not careful, aren't I? Okay, I'll try and go quicker. Um, so the last, so the second of those was to cut to the chase was of an oak tree. Whereas we feel as an admin team, uh, uh, Liz is, really knows this stuff, but an oak tree has an ecosystem going on underneath it, and it provides shelter and it provides life for lots of other things to go on. And, and our sense of an admin team is it's to pre- provide an ecosystem which allows others to thrive, and which creates a sheltered uh, and an equipped and a resourced place, rather than us to do everything. So as an admin team, we see ourselves enabling others, creating an eco-system. Uh, Thank you. Um, keep going, Daniela. What's next? Gatherings and culture. So here this morning, other times when we gather corporately. I'm going to move more quickly now. Sorry, Graham. Next. Missional communities. We're using that term very broadly. Those things which connect with people in and out of the church that have got a missional uh, aspect to them. Keep going. Other projects, slightly strange ones. So there are other things that just happen, like a ladies' weekend or like church camp, which are kind of one-offs. Uh, and so we're just treating those as that uh, and, and treating them in a, in a grouping together. And finally, growing kingdom. So this is the core of this is uh, pastoral support, personal support and care of people, including those of our church partners who are overseas and serving, uh, and the way that we look after people who are joining us or even considering leaving us. How do we handle that uh, lovingly and, and in a good and efficient way? So those are the kind of groupings that we've got. If you do the next slide, Daniela. So we've made it pretty. Oh, we can... It's a good job we did it without the colours first, isn't it? It looks great on the computer screen, but the projection slightly hides it. Uh, and if you do the next one as well. And we've invited different uh, pairings or threes and fours of not all leadership team. There are some, I can email it out to you, Sonia, if you don't, don't need to photograph it. No, but we can email it out so you'll be able to see it. Okay. Thank you, thank you Becky. Um, and the idea is that the people in the squares at the top will take the time to seek vision for that area of the uh, church life. It still doesn't quite help, but there we are. Um, and get alongside the people that are leading in, the, in, in each of those individual ministers and groups to hear God together. And I'll talk about that in, in a while and give a sense of leadership to it. So Worship and Media has got uh, the Vickers and the Coxes, if you can't read it. Uh, building has got Chris... Gels, Chris Rimmel and Sonia, uh, Vickers that is, uh, Liz and I and Patsy with office admin, Graham, Barbara, uh, Mark and Ruth, uh, Ruth Chapman that is because RC is also Ruth Campbell, isn't it? Um, with gatherings and culture, uh, Simeon, Ruth, 
and, and me with missional communities. Paul and I, Paul McDonald and I, will be looking after the other projects when they crop up. And Cheryl will lead, supported by Graham and Simeon, on Growing Kingdom. If you just put the next slide up, I'll go through. And, and there are other things. The trustees look after all the sort of really underpinning legal stuff. Uh, and all of that is held together and overlooked by the leadership team. So I've gone through that fairly quickly, but just want you to see that there is this structure, and I'm now going to talk on my final slide about how we're going to work with this over the next few months. Can I have the next slide? So we want to release, we want to grow, and we want people to blossom in discipleship. Next slide. I'd forgotten I'd done that one, but it was a good one, I thought. Okay, so here we are at the Family Feast in, in January and uh, telling you about this. What will happen over the next two, two and a half months is that um, the people who are heading each of those ellipses, as we're calling them, that's the name of that shape, um, will be going around and connecting with and talking with the people that lead uh, and run the different activities and ministries and asking, what are you seeing God doing? What do you hear God talking to you about? What's your vision for for what you're doing? And and looking in that to hear God and get a sense of his vision for that aspect of the church's life. And we'll be doing that, as I said, over the next eight to ten weeks. So expect a tap on the shoulder from somebody uh, if you're involved in one of those ministries. Uh, and that will then feed back into the whole leadership team to say, so what are we hearing God say overall? Uh, so you can see that sort of February, March, it'll drift a bit into April. And we'll have another of these type mornings with a family feast around Easter time. We haven't yet put a date in the diary, at which we'll share back where we've got to, what we've heard, what we've heard you saying, what we've heard God saying through that, and where we're at in terms of vision. We already have big vision statements about, you know, Worcester and the world. What does that look like specifically? What are we going to be doing? What do we see, you know, sort of God calling us to? And how do we work together to do that? Um, and we would then envisage that that will involve uh, money and it will involve a real sort of uh, launching out of what it is that God's showing us. So we're going to have a vision day or gift day, which will be three or four weeks after the family feast, when you've had time to take in what's been talked about, to think and pray about it, when we're quite likely to be inviting you to give to support what God is calling us into that might be new, that might be outside our own church boundaries. It might be some of the other sort of cross-city ministries as well. But we will be, by that stage, much clearer on what we feel God is calling us to give to. Uh, and, um, and then June onwards, we shall be taking it forward. Did that take too long? I do apologise. I'll be quick on the finances. I've got five minutes. Wow. I can do what I like. Okay. I'm amazed. I thought that had taken far longer than it was meant to. Great. So does anybody have any... I know I kind of went slow and then I went quick because I was conscious of time. So anybody uh, got any questions that anybody would like to clarify anything of that uh, or challenge or whatever? Henry? Could we go back one slide? This one. Yeah, the absolute honest truth is, Henry, I wanted to make a link between the diagram and then what we're going to do. And I wanted to remind you of what I said right at the very beginning, that our heart in this is to to do those three things, to release people into service and ministry. this is, you know, the, the quote from Bill Johnson, he wants to grow big people, is something that, that certainly is a common part of Sims' vocabulary uh, and that we're seeking to do as leadership, is to grow big people in God 
in the fellowship, but also uh, take that outside our own walls so that we blossom. We blossom together as disciples, as people who disciple. And I think that's, that's the heart of what we want to do. And actually, uh, those shapes are kind of deliberately done because it would have been easy to draw that diagram, like the kind of some of the, like the kind of diagram that some of you see at work, particularly if you're in management, which are rectangles and lines and it's all about delegation authority. It, we deliberately do a diagram which was, to say, no, this isn't that. This is about relationship. It's about discipleship. It's about releasing. It's about encouragement. And yes, there's some organization and some structure and some allocation of people to particular roles. But the core of it is we really want to release people. <laughs> You're just wanting to emphasize stuff you already know, aren't you? You're right. It's not about control. That's, we're trying to step away from that and to release people. Thank you. Any more questions? Or points that you want to emphasize. <laughs> Sonia needs to think about it, that's fine. Yes, it is. And for a lot of you, it'll be the first time. Obviously, the leadership team have been working on it. A number of the people that are kind of around us we've talked to and shared and got feedback from. Uh, I understand you'll need time. Yes. 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 So, yes. And you're not in a department. Okay. So, so if you're involved in worship, but you're also involved in something else, you might be having two or three conversations over the next few months. Um, you made another point, which I've. That's it. Okay. Yeah, but absolutely. Steve, you were going to say something. Good point. Not deliberate. Probably comes under um, Cheryl and. Yeah, in fact, Cheryl has picked that up, so it is within the right hand one, whatever the title of it was. <laughs> Anybody else? Very happy to email that out, yes. Then you can see it. Take a note, Alison, in case I forget. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody else? It's all right. Um, no, no. So one of the, one of the things that it's changed for us is that um, it's encouraging those that are leading those areas um, or to dream for themselves. And we began that by giving them their own opportunity to dream for a budget. So uh, uh, that's really different, you know. Rather than looking at one budget and most of it sat with me to take responsibility for. Now, <laughs> over to you. And it, it means that uh, I don't have to be asked whether so-and-so can have a new speaker or whatever. Um, that, that really helps me. Um, but it also frees and releases other people to be able to go for what they're called to. I have no idea on stuff, much stuff, but I do on other stuff. And uh, so uh, you're right, it's new. It's the first time you've seen that. And uh, we'll, we'll let you have the stuff. It's, and then you can ask away. I think um, our time scale is, as always, in voluntary 
um, uh, organisations is 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 uh, probably pretty ambitious, um, and we're happy to review and you know take the time that it it requires. But we've got some goals. We are going to try to keep to them because that helps. But it does take longer, and we realise we've been at it. A, a bit longer than everyone else. Okay, um, uh, Mr. Jels is going to come and just feedback. You remember a while ago we commissioned a buildings team to um, to go and have a look. Uh, we've got an issue with Lindisfarne, and uh, Chris is going to report back as to where they've got to thus far. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, excellent. Right, some of you will remember, no doubt, um, about a year ago, uh, we put together a team. In fact, the, the team, the six of us, were commissioned here one Sunday morning with the task, really, of looking at buildings. And it's a very wide title to say buildings. We wanted to consider Lindisfarne. We wanted to consider all the things that were happening at Lindisfarne. But we also wanted to consider... Oh, the slide's gone up already. <laughs> we wanted to consider, too, um, you know, future growth and some of the, pr- the problems or the issues that that, that that might present to us. We recognised at, uh, at the time of commissioning that this was a kind of a bit of a blank canvas moment, that it was an opportunity for us to bring to the table all sorts of things that, that we felt God might be saying and things that we needed to look into. So... Um, just by way of very brief recap, because I've only got five minutes to do this, we looked at the value of Lindisfarne House, its current market value. We did conduct something of an internal survey just to understand sort of some of the spatial issues and um, associated um, stuff that that, uh, that brings. We also looked at extending Lindisfarne House. Um, obviously, if we're planning to grow, we're expecting to see more people come into the kingdom. Please, you, you have to recognise this isn't just about Lindisfarne House. This is capturing a really big vision. And we don't want... This isn't just for us. And it's not just for the next generation. It's for the generations to come. There's a great proverb that I read last night. 13, Proverbs 13.22. It says, A great man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And this is what this is about. And it's, a what, it, it's about who we are. So we looked at extending Lindisfarne House. Um, we also looked at the, the associated building costs to do something like that. And we also, in the mix of all of that, we investigated a number of sites that we felt maybe we should be looking at. Um, just to name a, a few, we looked at the uh, Lidl site at Blackpole. There was, um, there was a site up at um, Junction 6 on the M5. We looked at Sansom Walk Swimming Pool. And we also looked at the... There's a, there's a site on the old Tolodyne Golf Course. So we ex- those are just some of the things we explored. And if you want to know more about those, please come and talk to me about that afterwards. But let me just speak for a moment about vision. In, I think, the mid-90s, 1995, 1996, we paid, as a church, £186,000 for Lindisfarne House. And many of you here will remember that, and it was a stretch at the time. It was one of those, oh my gosh, moments. Can we really do this? And yet, God provided spectacularly. Steve's nodding his head. And 
I encourage you this week just to go onto the City Church website and read the story again. Rick Thomas put up a fantastic sort of resume of that whole process. We paid about 186000 I think, for Lindisfarne House. As it stands at the moment in its current state, and, I, and we understand there are issues with the building, but it's about $1.2 million. That's about its, its current market value. Um, not only that, there's certain things that we could do very easily, a very little inconvenience to us, to possibly make that more like $2 million. And so suddenly you look back at what the then leadership team sewed in to this, to who we are, by that initial purchase of Lindisfarne House. And you suddenly begin to think, actually, this presents us with some really good opportunities. And we want... We want to leave an inheritance, a great inheritance, not just for the, for the next generation, but for the generations to come. We don't want them to be locked by our lack of vision. Okay, this is about, this is, this, this is, you've got to think really big here, folks. So what you're seeing on the slide behind me, um, just recently, in fact, last week, we started a conversation with um, an organisation called RJR, one of Sims, um, one of Sims contacts through the uh, insurance phase, insurance game. And they are experts, it's a Christian organisation, but they are really good, really experienced in the whole area of new builds, new church buildings. There's some images up behind me. Uh, Concept Church, Connect Church, sorry, the one at the top. Um, they're just um, starting building that. It's right next to the Birmingham football ground. Um, and there's the All Nations Church, and there's another one in the middle, and I, it's, I forget exactly where that is. But the, the point is, in all of this, that, you know, something like that is well within our reach. It is within our reach. And it's an exciting time for us. So we've started discussions with RJR. They've given us some things to think about um, and which we are processing. So I really appreciate the fact that many of you have been patient with us as the buildings team. We're on a journey. It's been quite a process, and we've had to trawl through quite a lot of stuff. But we, we're confident. You know, God is in this. God is in this. And um, all I can do is encourage you to walk with us in this process because we're going to leave. We will leave an inheritance. We will leave an inheritance. So bless you. Have I overshot? Yeah. Graham, you Put it now. That one's. Ah, oh, here we go. Uh, all right. Um, these are some dates for your diary. Um, the first one, Synergy Leadership Event, is uh, very soon. Um, a number of people have been invited onto that. I don't know how many of you are going. Um, I'm going, so it's going to be a great time. Um, so if you want to come and join me, please do. Uh, then um, I think we've actually explained before about how the uh, the new arrangement of the Salt and Light family into different um, spheres, I suppose, is, is I think that's what we're calling them these days. Um, though they're not very spherical. They're a kind of squashed spherical shape in some cases. Um, the first camp for the one that we are part of 
is uh, going to coincide with the big church day out, um, which I think is now the big church um, day out over a whole weekend, uh, somewhere up, it's up in uh, near Cheshire, isn't it? Or in, in near, it's in Cheshire somewhere. And uh, that's then. I'm not going to go into more details about it, partly because I can't remember them all, and I'll just embarrass myself. Um, but uh, put those dates in your diary. Find out about it. We have some leaflets. That Ruth's going, so it's already going to be good. Um, there are some leaflets available um, there, and also I think we have some at the table at the back, so you can find out a bit more about that. Um, the last thing which I want to tell you about, is a couple called Paul and Sue Manwaring. Uh, they were, uh, Paul certainly was one of the speakers at the last Salt and Light camp, the um, Transform camp last summer at Malvern. Um, Paul and his wife were part of the, um, the, the Bethel Church for a long time, and he worked very closely with, um, who were the couple that came here last year that did the, the Backlands? They're the ones, yeah. So Paul Manwaring and Steve Backland, they worked very closely together and ran a leadership training course within um, the, the Bethel church uh, that they uh, had available for sort of people outside. I did that and found it very, very helpful, which is where I first came across Paul and his wife Sue. Paul is originally English, his wife Sue is English, they're now back here, and believe me, they are very, very difficult to get hold of. Um, we have got them coming here for a weekend, it's taken us two years to, to put this together. Um, with them and uh, for a whole range of reasons, simply because they are very, very much in demand. His real specialism, uh, and uh, many of you will be very excited about this, is to uh, do exactly what Richard was saying, to take the ideas of people that have lots and lots of ideas and say, okay, how do we make that work? How does that become a reality, a real culture in a real community that brings change beyond it? And... um, there's lots of stuff available about him um, on the uh, internet. You can listen to some of his talks. You can read some of what he's said and, and been doing. Uh, it will be a very, very good weekend. Um, already mentioned it to a few of the other local churches, and they're all saying, oh, really? Wow, how did you get him? And I just said, well, we're just a very attractive group of people to come to. Um, but that's that weekend as well. So that's – is it not? Are the dates not on there? 20, 21, 22 of July. 20, uh, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I don't know the, the structure yet, but we'll have, um, we'll use them as extensively as we can. So please keep that uh, time available. Okay, do I need to cover anything else? Gene. Gene's just going to come and share. Um, about the turning, um, one of the things we've done is asked Jean moving forward to lead um, the turning. So she's going to come and share, and then we're going to pray for her in her new role. Yeah. Microphones, eh? Okay. Um, You've all heard of the turning, yeah? If you haven't, um, ask me later. Um, 
Okay, just quickly, and I don't want to repeat stuff that's been said in the last few weeks, but just in case you weren't there when I said it, um, it's a brilliant tool to present Jesus to people. Um, that's all it is. There are many, many, many different ways. And we, when we did the training at Easter time last year, it was a, it was awkward because we were used to different ways of doing it and but we saw it working and we, we, we wanted to get in line with, with what they were doing. And it's, it's great to do the training every time um, because there are things that are quirky things like when, when you say a question like, oh, can I just tell you about blah, blah, blah? And uh, somebody says no. Well, it's so easy to say can, isn't it? Um, but it's, it's making that step and saying, I need to tell you something. Um, and that's, that's the training that I, I need to do in the mirror every day, really. Um, anyway, shut up, Jean. Um, fear is one of the things that um, is, is a big thing in all of us, and I'll speak for myself here, um, or that feeling, actually, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm in the right place at the moment. Um, I don't feel that close to God, you know, or I don't know if I could cope with rejection today. There are loads of things that we could just say, actually, I'm not sure about this don't know if I want to kind of make that step and speak to a complete stranger, uh, worse still, somebody I know on the high street. So, um, but I think it's just away from all of that. It's just remembering that God said go. It's the first two letters of his name after all. <laughs> um, and he, he told us to be ready um, to have our boots on, not our slippers, not our flip-flops, but our boots, um, ready to share the gospel. And that's a big challenge um, to me, and I guess it is to all of us. Um, we gave out last week, so grab one if you didn't get one. Uh, a wee card here for you to stick by your diary and hopefully transfer the dates into your diary. I would just... Um, encourage you all to to pray over those dates look in your diary and just say lord which one could i commit some of my time to um if it's not if you really feel it's not you why don't you just come and watch it being done just shadow us and um you don't have to be brave. You don't have to be bold. You don't have to be an extrovert. Um, somebody was speaking to me this morning about having anxiety. And, and I thought, yeah, I remember anxiety. I used to find it really hard just to walk into church. But God's power qualifies us. God's love for us qualifies us. So, um, And I was just going to quickly share the Elsa story. Have I got time? So... Um, when we did the turning week um, back in June, um, loads of people gave their time. It was great. And um, one of the times I went out, um, we just um, completely bulldozed this poor lady and just said, can we just sit down? <laughs> I was like, Costa, and just sat with her and uh, me and a friend. And uh, I just witnessed her. I wasn't really doing the talking, but I was praying. And I witnessed this lovely lady, Elsa, um, give her life to the Lord over coffee. And she was very welcoming. And um, I got really excited because she was one of the people I got given to follow up uh, for discipleship. And so I was very quick to get in touch with her and heard absolutely nothing and was absolutely gutted and waited through the wholesome holiday, which feels like a whole term, just seems like forever. And I thought, well, Lord, you know where she's at. 
And actually, right at the very end, after I'd given up all hope of hearing from her, I got this really long text saying, I am so sorry I haven't been in touch with you. I've had so many things to work through this summer um, to do with grief and various other things. And I just knew that by end of August, beginning of September, I had to get in touch with you. And I want to start meeting you for coffee. And she's doing much better at me, uh, actually arranging those coffees right now. And she's been to church um, um, which was really brave of her, and she invited herself. I didn't invite her. I didn't think she was ready, you know. Um, so um, she's, she's amazing, um, and I'm sure there are loads of other stories, but I just want to sort of encourage you just with that one, that, you know, she's on a journey, um, and, um, and she's lovely. And <laughs> you might have met her when she came. Um, but yesterday was wet, just, just as a little add-on. Yesterday was wet. Some people said, oh, how did it go yesterday? It was wet. And we spoke to loads of atheists. And so it wasn't really, you know, on the wish list, <laughs> the weather and the atheists. But God really loves atheists. And it was really good. Um, we had some really good conversations, didn't we, Sue? And, um, um, yeah, so... It changes the atmosphere in the city. I'm going to shut up now. Yeah, that's good. What's great is that Elsa... No, no it was good hearing. Not that it's good that you shut up. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, that Elsa had actually contacted Jean last week and after we went out on the morning, um, they were meeting up in the afternoon. Isn't that good? That, uh, so that's I, I think it's really encouraging. Let's pray. Jean, as she takes on leading this, um, uh, thank you, Father, for what you've gifted Jean in. Thank you for her heart, for people of this city. Thank you for her leadership gift. And we want to release that amongst us. We pray that you will surround her with your protection. You will empower her. Fill her with your spirit. Enable her to dream big for this city. Enable us to support her in the best ways we can. Thank you, Jesus. And we, uh, on behalf of the whole church, we commission you, Jean, Mm. not just to this uh, leadership of of the the turning, but to bring... um, an increase and release of the evangelistic gift within the church in every context that we, we exist. In our homes, in the shops, in our workplaces, in our places of education, in our uh, places where we, um, we relax and where we get uh, restored. And we commission you in Jesus' name to do that. And uh, I... You talked about, um, you know, you put your boots on to, to go and share the gospel. And I felt God saying, you need some bigger boots, Gene. Um, because the, uh, the impact of what God will do um, through you and through the rest of us will grow. Um, but we want to uh, just release and commission you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good. Um, Caroline, are you? 
many of you were here the other week um, and heard Caroline's testimony. And uh, one of the things Richard Gamble suggested is she, she share it again. Um, just to help seal it, but also maybe a number of people hadn't heard it. So I've asked her to share her testimony again. Last Sunday, Simeon asked me if I'd share my testimony again this week. As you can imagine, I was over the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I just can't do it again. He said, yes, you can. Yeah, just hold the mic a bit closer. Friday evening, I just happened to turn the God TV on. And the speaker said, God is talking to you. And he's going to give you back those years that you have lost. I really had felt that I had wasted 25 years of my life. The devil tries to rob us of our testimony, but I have broken free of the chains that bound me, and now nothing is going to stop me. I became a Christian 25 years ago at a meeting in Grimley Church. We were sat at the front of the church, and I could feel the some tingling up the side of my face and I ran from the church and I was stopped at the front at the back sorry and prayed for and the spirit of God fell on me and I felt a tremendous feeling of peace I knew then for sure that God was real and did exist but as the years went on negativity and lack of confidence crept in I found it very difficult to mix socially and I began to withdraw from the world and I, and I believe the devil wanted to completely destroy me. Along with this came a desire and need for alcohol. As time went on, my body became weaker and weaker. We have been coming to this church for the past three years and gradually I've been able to trust people again as they have encouraged me to be the person God wants me to be. For years I have been dependent on alcohol until May the 17th, 2017, God delivered me from this addiction to the point I am now totally free. (laughs) John chapter 5 verse 4 says, For whatever is born of God overcometh the world. I do feel I have overcome this world and I am not looking back. It is said that once you're an alcoholic, you are always an alcoholic. But I want to tell you, I am not an alcoholic, as I have been completely healed. Romans 12.2 says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have been changed by the renewing of my mind, by changing the way I think and reprogramming my life. The life of God is in me, and I am victorious more than conquerors. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much. That was worth hearing again. (laughs) 
you just want to cry at the goodness of God. And I just, you know, as we said last time, as Rodney got up, you know, um, stuff hidden in our lives where we have addictions, whatever they may be, God can do it again. And you can grab that testimony and go, okay, that's for me. I think Caroline's so brave. It's one of my moments of the year, just before we went out on the street together um, uh, for the turning, to hear what God had done in her life. And she was able to come out on the street and share the love of Jesus with no shame. No shame. Praise God. Thank you, Caroline. And uh, that's such an amazing time I've forgotten now. I'm all of a dear. So Ruth and I just, uh, uh, we'd like you to stand if if you, hang on, not all of you, just at the moment. (laughs) You are so obedient. It's so lovely. (laughs) We'd like you to stand if you help. Um, on van duty. Uh, we'd like you to stand if you serve um, by setting up on Sunday mornings. Uh, we'd like you to stand um, if you serve in any way at Linda's farm, helping. Toddlers, toddlers, Friday friendship, all those cleaning. Cleaning, yeah. Yeah. We'd like you to stand if you serve us in the worship or on PA or on the leadership team or in junior church or youth. They're all away, but we'll remember them. Or Sozo. Yeah. Or we want you to stand if um, you have travelled abroad and served other countries travelling um, and um, in missions. Yeah, I want you to stand if you served the tea on a Sunday or helped in the kitchen at Lindisfarne at any time. Probably missed, served in church, junior church, whatever. Just let's look around. I'd like you all to stand, actually. Yeah. If you're not standing, I'd love you to stand. Let's give everyone a round of applause and thank God (laughs) for each other. We just want to say that we want to say thank you. Thank you to all, you all for being part of our family, part of family together, part of loving us, loving each other. I just want to say thank you. And we just want to, um, as a leadership team, just honour you all for doing life together with us. Yeah. Bless you. Grab your seat. Let's just clap Sim and Ruth as well. They're probably the only people that didn't get clapped. Thank you.
we're, we're doing pretty well, actually. Can we just share a testimony about Yes. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I'm doing something. Is it, is it on? Yeah, it's on. Sorry. Right, we're work, I'm working, it's a long story, but I'm setting up a residence association at our place. And one of the guys I'm working with came to see us yeah. two days ago. And he was in our flat. And I don't know how we got onto it, but he said, you know that building over there? He's pointing to Linda's farm. I said, yeah, our church building. And he said, what? Your church building? He said, I met the agent who sold you that 20-odd years ago. And he, this is what he said to me. He was coming alive. He said, do you know that church? They, had a, they got the hat out and had a whip round and asked God to help them. And they got all the money to build that church. And, 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 and pay for it. He says, it's staggering. What struck me, that's a testimony from 20 odd years ago. And it's still working in that guy's heart. And he's sharing it with other people. Brilliant. Which is a fantastic link to talk about money. <laughs> Shall we have the next slide? Thank you. And I just want to, I'm going to tell you what happened in the last financial year, which is January to December. So I'm going to sort of say where we got to with the finances. But it is really a good story of God's faithfulness. And that's a great introduction to it. In fact, I was thinking of telling it uh, as part of what I said. So I'm glad you did, Rodney, because it would have been second hand from me. So uh, fantastic. So um, let me get up the slide so I can see what's coming. There we go. So, yeah, we just want to present to you the, the headlines of the money, um, so, so you know where you're at. Um, these are actually draft figures. So, Liz, who does all the finance uh, recording and so on, uh, has gone to New Zealand for three weeks. Um, so, she did a really good job of getting the draft sort of 12-month accounts out in time for today, just before she went. Uh, and there are some final adjustments and things that haven't been done. So I'm just going to present some really big headlines uh, so that you can roughly know where we're at. And then when we get the accounts finalised in about two or three months, we'll be able to tell you the absolute accurate final figures. But we did want to share this with you now. So, Danielle, if you could do the next slide. So if you don't like numbers and tables of numbers, just check your phone, go get a drink or something like that, because there's a pictures coming up on the next two slides. But for those of you who do like numbers, here they are. Very headlines. Um, so the actual amount of money that we received last year was £136,500, um, which was slightly less, 4000 less than budget. But actually, at the beginning, and this is another sort of story about God's provision, at the beginning of the year, we set a budget which um, had an £8,000 loss overall on it which basically meant we wanted to invest in employing Graham for a day a week. There was the employment of me and of Cheryl and other things we wanted to do. So we put before the trustees a budget that involved spending £8,000 more than we were going to receive. The trustees basically said, well, if that's what you've got faith for, we're not prepared to have a loss-making budget. So just change that number at the top and add another 8000 to it. Okay. So, so it wasn't pay back your expenses, it was let's step out in faith for another £8,000. So although we've come in £4,000 less than budget, we are £4,000 more than the previous year, and actually we've had a pretty steady income 
for about four or five years with no increase or decrease. And this year we've stepped up by £4,000, which I think is, you know, is, is great. Um, and if you look right at the bottom, um, actually we spent less than we originally intended to do. So we've come out with £3,000 more left in the accounts, as it were, at the end of the year than we originally, than we did after that. So the, the basic news is we have increased our income, not quite as much as we expected. We have spent less and we've ended up, instead of just a break even, we've come out 3,000 up. Okay? So that's, uh, that's that. Um, so for those of you who like pictures, here we go. Get off your phones, we're ready to go, yeah. So there we are, that's easy, isn't it? Income expenditure, income slightly bigger than the expenditure. Okay? That's all I need to do on that. And more meaningfully, perhaps, on the next slide, um, this is a donut chart, because we all like donuts, don't we? Um, and um, uh, so what that shows is that of the 133,000 or so that we've spent, um, about 45% of it or so has gone on local ministries. That's all the stuff we do locally. Uh, it includes the salaries for people like uh, me and Sim and Ruth and Graham um, and lots of other stuff. Um, overseas ministry, that's support for people who are living and serving God overseas that we give to, as well as one or two other things. So we support the church that's uh, led by Viktor Maskovenko in the Ukraine, and we do some support for Paul Benison. All of that comes in that little slice there, which is about uh, sort of t- 10 or 11%, slightly more, 12%. Uh, and then property administration is the cost of running Lindisfarne, the salaries for Liz and for Alison, and hiring, hiring this place on a Sunday morning. So anything like that, the cost of running accounts, cost of the accountants to do the sort of legal stuff at the end of the year, all that kind of stuff. So that's the breakdown uh, of our expenditure. Um, and so I just want to leave that up there. I want to just go back to uh, what we are talking about before, about the sort of leadership. Um, we have, as Sim mentioned, in the budgeting for 2018 we've changed around the way that we did it. So in previous years, uh, it was Alistair, then it was me, we've, and we worked with Sam, and we've put together a budget, and we've shown it to the leaders and said, what do you think? And they've gone, mm, okay, I had a bit of a discussion, change it slightly, and that's it. Then it's gone to the trustees, the trustees have said yes or no, and we've changed it slightly again, and then it gets signed off, and that's the budget. But the result of that is that people don't know how much they've got to spend because they've just seen it on a piece of paper. And, uh, and there's no real sense of why are we spending it, what are we spending it on, is that, you know, there's no sense of vision in it. So what we've done this year in the, in the introduction of this new uh, structure, if you like, is we said to the leadership team, okay, so you've got an ellipse you're responsible for. We haven't really launched it yet. We've not started off properly. But as a first stab at this, seek God for what you think is calling you to spend in the next year. And we had a meeting in about November uh, where people were saying, well, we've never had the opportunity to, to, to think like this before, to, to really sort of pray about what God wants for our area. And we've come out with a draft budget which includes, involves expending £14,000 more than the income which we're showing as being level with the income that we've had this year. And we're still in that conversation with the trustees who, as Henry, local trustee, Henry Cairns Terry, said to me on Friday, the trustees will back 
a faith budget. But the leaders just need to say, is this really what we feel God is saying? Is this really what we've got faith for in God? And that's the conversation that's taking place with the leaders at the moment. In the next two or three weeks, we'll have that button down. But it's taking slightly longer than usual because we've put the leaders through this. Actually, no, you step up. Say what God has got on your heart for this. Next year, after the conversations we're going to have, we'll have a much more robust vision-led process to saying, what money do we need? And folks, this is what speaks God is saying to us. Uh, to us all, so step up to that. So, final slide. Uh, as I said, these are draft figures, very hot off the press. Um, we have some other income and expenditure which I've not shown, which is self-funded things, like the learning community, where we ran the learning community, it had some costs, but people gave a contribution. So we don't budget for that kind of stuff. And actually, we've made a bit of a surplus on that, so that's to add into the, uh, to the mix. But Liz has not had time to rationalise that. We know that there was some money that was in for a trip that Peter and Helen doing to Uganda, and there was a big sum paid out in January, I think. That's showing as a big surplus in 2017, but it's not real. So I've taken it out and, uh, so we can just see the real underlying numbers. Um, and final accounts in two to three months. I don't, if you have any questions, uh, come up and see me afterwards. Um, I'll, you'll be delighted to know I've got all ten pages of the four font uh, accounts. So if you have however detailed your questions, I shall be able to answer them. I don't think I need any more questions at this stage. So isn't that encouraging? We were really encouraged. And what, what we've tried to do in the last 12 months is to put our budget in our um, uh, city news so that you can see where we're up to. Yeah. You, you, we know then, don't we, we're either behind budget or ahead of budget and, and it's open for us to hear God together in that. Um, yeah, it's just a new way of, of working together. So um, finally, um, just um, want to share some changes in our trustees or directors, as they're now called. Um, we've invited, uh, uh, the trustees have invited David Crow to um, join us. And Ru- I don't think we've previously announced that Ruth, my dearest wife, not that I have any other wives, but <laughs> my first wife and still is, um, is now on the trustees. Um, and if you show the slide, we can show the current trustees, um, uh, those who serve. And I forgot to mention them in, in earlier. But um, so what we'd like to do, because it's it's um, it's a position of helping to lead us and, and governance, keeping us, uh, keeping the leaders to the vision that God has called. You know, so there's some accountability, there's some challenge um, that we've re- we really value uh, as a team um, and the safety that it brings knowing that uh, we can be challenged well. So I'd like them to stand um, and maybe those around Let's just again pray for them, the new the new trustees. Um, let's pr- um, let's pray for them um, and honour them. Father, we thank you for David and Ruth, um, for them stepping up. We want to pray that you. Enable them, you gift them, 
by your Holy Spirit with wisdom, with eyes of vision, with hearts of love, with skill in all that they've been called to be to serve your kingdom. Thank you for those current trustees who are serving. We pray that you will bless them abundantly because of what they carry. And we pray that what they carry will be your yoke. It will be easy and light because you are enabling them by your spirit. Father, bless them and we thank them in the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a round of, round of applause. Yeah. Um, so I, we realise there are many other things that could have been fed back. Um, um, there were some key things that we wanted to share. That's uh, We'll take some time when we come back in a few months and do another one of these to pick up some of those others. There's a lot happening within the Sozo ministry. Ruth and I shared previously that we were going on a Sozo for couples. Uh, we had an incredible encounter with God together. We happened to be the demonstration couple in front of 50 people having a Sozo. And I promise you, we were in bits in front of people. And God has done a significant thing in our lives. Something that I think has plagued me for years, God dealt with. And the outworking of that, we're just processing, you know. So um, uh, we really value that. And it's, you know, going to lead to us doing the Sozo training and, and um, hopefully uh, uh, being... Uh, part of the team and then we'll we'll journey to doing that for couples ourselves that's our dream um we realize a lot of this thing i think as you know i started 10 years ago that was one of my first sentences um our journey sometimes takes years it doesn't mean overnight we're buying a building tomorrow all right please hear that this is a journey that could take a few years. So let's let's be mindful of that, um, and not hear what what hasn't been said. Um, and the, these things that we're journeying together can take some time. All right, and we want to engage people with that. Um, God's not in a rush. Sometimes we are. I, I'm an activist. I'd like things to happen overnight, and it frustrates me when they don't. But he's not in a rush with me, and he's not in a rush with us together. We are journeying together, and let's hear God together and do what he says. Amen. We're going to eat together. Let's just uh, maybe pray now, and we can bless the food and bless our conversation. And our food. Oh, I've forgotten something. I'm really sorry, it's my fault. Um, I also wanted to welcome some new church partners People who have done the partnership course and have said, yeah, we're ready to be part of you. So um, within that, um, Sue Raymond, um, 
I, I think she's not very well, so she was going to be here. I know she's been around for a, a while, um, uh, but Sue Raymond, she's done the partnership course, and she said yes. I think she'll possibly get baptised as well in April. Um, that'll be great, won't it? Joanna Worrell and her son Dominic and Hayden. So Joanna's here. Anya Kelly. So we want to welcome her. That, those, there are others that are considering and we want to give them space to be able to do that and others maybe who haven't done the partnership course to do that. Let's just pray for them. If you're around them, let's lay your hands on them and we can reach out to Sue. Uh, Father, we want to thank you that you... Um, you join people together. You join hearts. You're about covenant. You're about relationship. And you're about building your kingdom. And so we want to welcome them. We want to say we're for you. We want to see you released into whoever God's called you to be. We want to bless you. We want to honor you. And, and we, we want to thank you for giving us the privilege to love you. Father, will you enable them to feel at home and enable to give who they are in whatever way they're called to. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Bless you all. Okay, let's pray about for the food. Father, thank you for the